Did that just happen? I'm going to ask it again. Did that just happen? Arizona Coyotes win their final game at Gila River Arena in the most insane way possible. We're going to talk about that on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I just got two words to share with you guys to start our things off. Chaos reigns. That it does. <laughs> welcome, it does. To, welcome to the show, everybody. This is Locked On Coyotes After Dark, the live post-game episode for Arizona Coyotes in their final game of the season, their final game at Gila River Arena. We want to thank everyone for making Locked On Coyotes your first listen every day. We really appreciate your support. We are free and available on all platforms. But what a game, Carl. Arizona Coyotes in their final game of the season, final game at Gila River Arena, come back from a 4 nothing deficit to win. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, let's, let's be real. This felt like the Coyote season in a single game because it started really bad. And then it suddenly got good at the end. Yeah, I was like, what? Just what in the world is going on? I I don't even know. <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, these past couple games, like the Coyotes against the Stars and the Wild, two teams that I think both of us predicted in the past couple weeks would just absolutely annihilate the Coyotes. And, like, they had reasons to want to win those games. And they still fell. Like, the Coyotes are just like, nah, we're going to play spoilers in the very last minute. And I just kind of love it. I, I, I love it. Yeah, you know, that's the you know, that's the bit. You know, like, I've been I've been saying it all week. Like, you know, at this, at this point, like, we didn't know what the Montreal Canadiens were going to do. Obviously, the Canadiens did their own kind of weird shit at the end, too. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> we can't but, even like, talk about what the Canadiens did, but it was weird shit. Like, yeah, but I, I was... The final Canadiens game is insane. I, was I like, can only no imagine way. that podcast. I was like, there's no way. There's no way the Coyotes are going to get last because the Montreal Canadiens are... Like, based off their last games, there's no way they're, they're going to, you know... Uh, you know, lose any more games. So just like, and the, so the Coyotes are going to be locked in at 31. And of course they are locked in at 31 now uh, after the game season is over. I, so I thought to myself, I, and I told I even asked the listeners while you were gone, Carl, I asked them, I was like, why not just start and stir some shit up? Play spoiler, cause chaos, rain yeah. hellfire on the national hockey league and just make everyone go crazy. And I said that after they beat, um, after the, after they beat Minnesota, and we were looking at the potential Vegas matchups and whatever. And I was like, and I brought yeah. that up too, and I was like, but it applied to everything else to end the season, just because, you know to you know put on the the idea that oh they might not get you know a team might not get a uh, a certain different wild card spot, like because of what the Coyotes did. 
They are going to go. They are forcing Nashville to play Colorado in the first round. Like, yeah. Like, I think it was the St. Louis game where it started to be like, oh, I think the Coyotes are going to screw themselves out of the the final, like, 32 spot. If you think that, uh, I do not. Like, this entire season, I have, like, very just been like, yeah, don't, don't root for the tank. Just let it kind of happen and kind of accept what happens. And the Coyotes finished the second worst. I'm sure some people are disappointed in that. I have found so much about the past few games that I love that I think is just going to translate to good things for the Coyotes future because like this is a team that we've talked about this year who like don't really like quit at the end even if they're probably gonna lose like there's been games where the Coyotes lost and we're still like they had a good showing in the past couple minutes. Like they either had like really good possession or they scored like a couple of fluke goals, what we thought were fluke goals, but like it kind of shows a drive. And I want that drive to be with the team when they get better in the next couple of years. And this season is all about the future. And I just love a lot of the building blocks. And I love that the team, like in this final moment where like, there's no reason to not win, and they're going to win, even though they set themselves up in the worst possible scenario to lose. Yeah, and it's, and it's the thing I love about all this is, you know, you know, and how they finish is it ties in with what I was talking about the Arizona Coyotes to start the season and yeah. get ready to wrap up to end in the middle. Everyone has something to prove, and guess what? Everyone who had who who felt like they had something to prove to before the season ended, they showed the frick up tonight. <laughs> they absolutely did, and they've been showing up the past couple nights too. Like, mm-hmm. I, I I wish they had like shown this much kind of like effort and drive throughout the year. Like, I think we could have seen more from, especially the veterans. Uh, that's been something I've said throughout the season. I think the veterans haven't necessarily been there as much as we need them to be, but I think like so many players stepped up like tonight and these past couple nights and they're just like, no, I, I we're going to win. We're going to win this one. And I think it's something that like we always say, like players don't tank coaches. Don't tank like GMs in front offices. They make those moves. They do the tank. Like everyone on the ice is giving it their like best, yeah. or they should be giving it their best. And they really have these past couple games. I want you to know, I, 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 um, I credited you with those words on a when I was doing a crossover earlier this week, um, huh. because you know, because I mean, because you're right, you're right, because this team, like, you can tell they want to win games. You can tell they, they have that drive in them. It's just that the talent wasn't there. Um, and just somehow they just went. There's like, you know what? Let's just start some shit to end the year. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of like, we love that part of hockey. Like the idea of spoilers, like just feels like a very hockey thing because it's such a long season. And just like the like teams that are just kind of like screw things up. Like the Coyotes definitely screwed over the Dallas Stars and the Nashville Predators this week. And I kind of love it. Like, yeah, it's just uh, beautiful chaos energy. Yeah. I mean, like, again, 
I, I was I was joking around with some of the other Locked On NHL hosts, and I'm just like, I'm sorry, guys, but Locked On Coyotes has officially become an agent of chaos. <laughs> we are advocating for whatever you know craziest thing can happen for the for other teams at the expense of the Coyotes having fun. Yeah, and, and I mean, like, honestly, like. I, I wrote in the preview on Five for Howling that the Coyotes should go into this game knowing that there is no reason not to win. Uh, and they gave up four unanswered goals in the like first like half of the first period. And it was the most insane thing I ever seen. I'm like, well, this is going to suck. Uh, and then they just came back. Like, I really don't understand like that part of it. Like, the lulling your opponent into a sense of like, ease and then like having a major offensive outburst is like not been a coyotes thing like up until this week it seems absolutely it was awesome um plus again like and i'll you know talk a little bit more look about this more on you know later in the show but to end the season on that note in front of looking at the, what the attendance was in front of over fifteen thousand fans uh, which is you know, 88% capacity based on what I'm like, seeing on here. On the last game ever at Gila River Arena. That is the awesomest part right there. Yeah, yeah. And there was just a ton of Coyotes legends um, from like all periods of history like there for the initial puck drop. I am glad to see that like they got to see this too. Like Ray Whitney and Zabinik McCulloch are players from like when I first started watching hockey. And like I love that they got to see the Coyotes like end on a high note, especially against the Predators. Like the fact that it was the first team they played at Gila River Arena when it was I don't even think it was jobbing.com then. I think it was like Glendale yeah, Arena. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and then it being the final game, like that's some like time is a flat circle stuff. And I just love it. I absolutely love it. We still got more to get to on this episode of Lockdown Coyotes. We'll, we'll talk more about a little bit about the, the last game at Gila River Arena. Um, uh, just the time at Gila River Arena, plus just whatever things that we're going to talk about highlights from the game all coming up in just a little bit. But first a quick word from Carl. So I have a message from our friends at Built Bar, and that's, have you tried the puffs yet? If not, you're missing out on one of the best tasting Built Bars. We all go crazy for the puffs. They come in crazy flavors, like banana cream pie and even churro, two of my favorites. You know I always talk about the banana cream pie, and Robin always talks about the churro. Who doesn't want a protein bar that tastes like a churro? And they're only 140 calories. If that's not enough flavor for you, then you might want to try the mixed box. The mixed box comes with a with 12 flavors of bars and puffs. Built Bar makes sure that there is something in there for everyone. And there is plenty of reasons why you would want one. Most Built Bars only contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which can which usually has about 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. What I want you to do is go to built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. 
So let's continue this episode of Locked On Coyotes live post-game show, Locked On Coyotes After Dark, with Robin Leonio and Carl Pavlock as we break down the Arizona Coyotes' 5-4 to four win over the Nashville Predators. Let's take a look at some of the people who contributed. And again, like, five, you know, five goals. Um, it was awesome. You know, I think what it was a multi-goal game for Shane Gottespierre. And I think what he said yep. was his um, the first of the season. And I think it's what for him, at least. And then like for multi-goal, probably definitely not his first multi-point season. No, because he had a multi-point game just here. A three-assist game last yeah, week. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And I think it was his fourth of the season. Like, yeah. Goss Despair. It's uh, been awesome. Yeah, just absolutely. Uh, something we talked about before the game began. Goss Despair, like, set a point record that went back to OEL in his prime. Like, that is a high point record to reach for the Coyotes. And let's he, remember that, he, that the Coyotes, like, were paid to take him. A second from Philadelphia, who, by the way, finished at the bottom of their division in a seventh. Like, that's just beautiful for, I think, a player that throughout the season, people have been pointing out that Gus's Bear has more points than most of the players that Philadelphia brought in with that cap space. It's been glorious to see. Uh, a player we called for having the potential for having a great rebound season, and he absolutely has. Absolutely, got the spear on, on on that high list of players to to pay to, to talk about. But also Travis Board, his third straight game with a goal. Yeah, uh, uh, let's be honest. I don't think either of us called Travis Boyd as the player to watch for this season. No, no. But he has been absolutely impressive. He stepped up. like He centered the Keller-Schmaltz line in a way that I think added a lot to two younger players. And he has blossomed into his own phenomenal player. 17 goals on the season. Uh, hang on. Let me look this up. His previous career high in goals in the season was five. His rookie year with Washington in 2018-2019. Just oh, God. And, and and this is something we talked about. Like, this is an opportunity for players. Like, mm-hmm. if you can, like, if you can do it, you're gonna get the, the ice time. And he got it, and Travis Boyd earned himself another like deal. He earned it, and it's gonna be great to watch him. He yeah, he did as well. Um, and of course the, uh, two other players who, who, who contributed in Michael Carcone, who has now become the, uh, uh, you know, there's, there's some memes out there with the Carcone. <laughs> I love Carcone. it. I love uh, it. So good. So good. It was amazing. Um, and of course the rookie Jack McBain, who gets his second, uh, goal of the season and second goal just this week. He has also been amazing too. I like he has been like the two got the two the two rookies in Jack McBain and and Nate Smith. We're going to talk about them more in the once we get to the to the season. But in just two weeks alone, they have been absolute highlights. Yeah, and I mean, isn't Carcone also a rookie? Um, technically yes, because he was like 
under con- like he was. Oh, you know what? He was, he was a, a he was a I fun fact was, for you. He was in the AHL last year for the yeah. for the Tucson Roadrunners, but under contract with guess who? Uh, was this the um? Which one was this? Because I remember I'll this being a weird situation. Uh, all right, it's just uh, to give you more more um more background on this. The reason why he was playing on the Tucson Roadrunners was because the Milwaukee Admirals elected not to play in the COVID year. The Milwaukee Admirals are the American Hockey League affiliate of the Nashville Predators. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. I remember this. And he came and he had like just an explosive year with the Roadrunners, if I recall. Uh, yes. Yes. Just... Uh, and, and and he has not played in the NHL. Like he has twenty games, all with the Coyotes. Uh, I think this was his twenty-first. Uh, the stats I'm looking at, I do not believe are updated. But just a like, it's great. Like every player who scored tonight is signed with the Coyotes next year. Like when we started the year, there was like a ton of question marks because most of the team was like pending unrestricted free agents and they weren't going to come back. But the Coyotes have like since like just built with like players who are going to be back like Gossis Bear, Boyd, who signed an extension, like Carcone, like McBain. Um, like these are all players who are signed in the future. Like they are going to be part of this rebuild and it is great to see, the, see them scoring. It is great to see them scoring, and um, it's great, like, and it, again, it gives us hope for that future, right? You know, like, yeah, we know that maybe next year is still not going to be a perfect year. It's still going to be pretty, you know, there's still going to be struggles. But yeah, these players are like, they have shown to be extreme highlights, and yeah. I'm loving it. Every minute of watching these young players just freaking grow, it's awesome. Well, like this season, the Coyotes finished second to last in the league, but we still had phenomenal seasons from Clayton Keller and Nick Schmaltz exactly. and a revival year from Shane Gossespierre, like, and a good year from Anton Strauman. Like, all these good individual performances, like, exceeding expectations. We're going to get that again next year. The team is probably not going to do well overall, but a few players are going to emerge and they're going to be like the cream of the crop for the year after that. And that's how rebuilds work. Like the players right now who are scoring, like these past couple of nights are the players that you want scoring. Like, honestly, it would have been okay if like a couple of like pending unrestricted free agents um, scored like these past couple games and won, but that's not necessarily great for the Coyotes in the long term. Like the players that scored, like are the players that the team need to score. Absolutely. It, and again, it is that thing that can that is a sign to the future to the Coyotes fans that hey, the future is bright. Keep your heads up, or, you know, and we'll we'll come out on the other side just fine. Yep. Absolutely. We still got more to get, we still got more to get to on this episode of Locked On Coyotes. We're gonna talk, we're gonna wrap things up. Maybe talk a little bit more about this game, a couple, um, as well as just talk about a uh, little. Just a little short segment of the last time at Gila River Arena. All that coming up in just a moment. But first, I'm going to tell you guys that BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports 
info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start to the Major League Baseball season. And of course, let's not also forget the national, the NHL playoffs, Stanley Cup playoffs, which are going to be starting pretty soon now that the now that the regular season is over. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting, playoffs, and esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. So let's finish things off here, Carl, on this episode of Lockdown Coyotes, as we uh, take a look at one thing, a couple things before I get to the uh, the quick bit of Gila River Arena to end this episode. I do want to address one thing that I was going to say in players that that you know stood out tonight uh, that I forgot to mention, and that is uh, Hari Seturi. Like, uh, yeah, he came in after, uh, you know, what happened to Karel Vimelka. God bless his soul. Like, he usually has great games. That is just what happened. But Cetri came in and did what he did. Yeah. <laughs> Shut them out the rest of the way. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it it's it's great. Like, Cetri had a great game um, in his last outing. He had a great game tonight. Uh, he has kind of shown like that he is a like potential candidate for like a backup role in the NHL this season, um, which you know he struggled a bit when he first came in. That's understandable. He was claimed at like the very last minute. He's adjusting to different ice, a different team, a really bad team. Uh, let's be fair, a very bad team that was struggling without like one of their, like multiple of their best players. Like I I think he played well enough and I think he had like a phenomenal end and just another player who like seized on their opportunity. Yeah. Especially again, these, the just last two games alone just puts that, puts that as a highlight. You just like, Hey, look like, you know, I'm still here to play and I, and I'm proving that I belong in the NHL. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm not a like psychic. I don't have a crystal ball. I can't say for sure, but I think like that should earn him a conversation for a contract this year in a way that, you know, like maybe he didn't have based on his first couple games because we, we talked about it. he struggled and like there's reasons he struggled. It's acceptable, but like there was a couple of saves that he should have made. He didn't at the start of the year. And he made those saves tonight, and he made those like in his last game, which is great. It, it, it is great. And, you know, because of the performance, the Arizona Coyotes, and obviously because, uh, because of all the players we mentioned in the previous segment, were able to come back once again, scoring five unanswered goals. Unbelievable. Absolutely. Like, uh, it, again, like, I really did not believe it would happen. Like, you don't give up four unanswered goals and then just score, like, five. Except the Coyotes have definitely done that before. Like, uh There's a reason we already nicknamed them the Cardiac Coyotes. Yeah. And there's a reason that has stuck throughout the years. Yes. Uh I was trying to remember, like, the the Ottawa and the Detroit games where the Coyotes, like, came back from, like, insane deficits. But, like, uh, this was one for the books where you're just like, what? How did they do this one? 
And how did the Coyotes want it more than the Nashville Predators, who are playing for, like, freaking playoff position against like the Flames or the Avalanche? I know, right? Like, that's what was that. That's what really astonished me the most. He's like, oh, my God. Like, do they really want want this? Like, I, whoa. Okay. Yeah. Like, the Coyotes out there playing for pride. The Predators playing for playoff position. And I get, like, both Calgary and, like, Colorado are two good teams. And they both start with C's, which makes it very difficult to say back-to-back. But still, like, uh, I expected, like, better. You were up 4-0. How do you give up five unanswered goals against the second-worst team in the NHL? Unbelievable. Unfreaking believable. Let's, let's reel this back a little bit now. Because after 19 years at Gila River Arena, the era is now over. Um, Carl, obviously, you're a longer-term Coyotes fan than myself. Yep. Uh, how are you feeling now that this era is over? Uh, I have a lot of mixed emotions uh, because they were showing a lot of whiteout footage, which is something that we just haven't really talked about recently. Uh, the last time the Coyotes were in the playoffs, it was in the bubble. Like, there hasn't been a whiteout in so long. And I remember going to the last whiteout game in, like, in the Gila River Arena when I think it was still Chopping.com Arena at the time. Uh, and that brought brought up a lot. I was not expecting to feel this, like, retrospective and nostalgic, like, during tonight's game uh, and they showed like a lot of memories. Like there was a lot of players on the ice where I'm like, Oh, I remember like that is so much of the coyotes for me. like the players who were like there for the first puck drop and, and a lot, like I have been very involved in the coyotes writing about the coyotes the past couple of years. And it's just, it's a lot of memories. It's a lot of memories, and it's awesome. It's awesome. Um, and you know, in the, later next week, we were going to share some memories from some of the fans. So, you know, had some great submissions, and I got a chance to talk with some of you guys last week when we at when I was over at the game in in uh, in St. Louis. And again, like memories are awesome. You know, like especially when they're personal, right? And you know, when and that's what I think that's what's awesome. You know, that people are out there sharing these things, and that they're. We, they're, they're living these memories, you know, trying to remember them as the Coyotes move to the new chapter because, you know, Gila River Arena um, will still be around, but the Coyotes will not be there. Um, yeah. And I think it's, again, again, it is that bittersweet moment, right? Because you're like, you know, you're glad that they're leaving a city that did not want them. But yeah. it, but the, Again, 19 years there, you know, it's that's a that's just a lot of time there to kind of build up so much. Yeah. Uh, the, the history of the Arizona Coyotes and Phoenix Coyotes in Glendale is the history of the West Valley and the city of Phoenix as a whole, like in the past 19 years, because it represented like a moment of promise i remember i moved to arizona in 2000 
And for the longest time, everyone thought that the West Valley was going to be this booming metropolitan area, and it was going to be where all the growth was. And that really shifted after the Coyotes moved there. And everyone has talked about, like, what if the Coyotes had moved to Scottsdale or the East Valley? Like, it is great. One of the biggest what-ifs in sports history because it is the story of demographics in a city. You cannot talk about the Coyotes if you do not understand Phoenix. It is one of the biggest frustrations with talking to people on Twitter about this who just are out of state or out of country who don't understand. You're like, no, there is so much here and you just don't get the nuance. And yeah, it's a it's a bittersweet ending. And I'm just glad that it ended positively, like mm-hmm. on the ice. Like that was great to see the Coyotes beat the Predators. Like just a phenomenal end of like the game itself. And we can just yep. focus on the game and say it ended well. Exactly. That's the best, that's the most important part. And that's what I was really hoping for too, because like, because of all the crap that they've been going through, I'm, I, you know, I was thinking it's like, but you know what? Like, all I think what I want to see is I want to see the Coyotes end this season end the like you know this poor season and this tenure with glendale and all the stuff that they've gone through with the win i think that would be just so important for them and it would just feel so much better if they did that and when they did i was just i was like yes thank you thank you yeah and what a win it was like that come from behind completely undeserved if you're only considering the first period but like just a weird comeback where you're just like oh they took 20 minutes off but they came in behind in in the end like perfect coyotes encapsulation absolutely it was the uh let's put it this way the reverse of the second period collapse (laughs) (laughs) it was a first period collapse and then uh, as we've seen, and, and as we've talked about, the Coyotes are, are decent at recovering, and that speaks to good coaching. And I think that's something we're going to be talking about a lot like next month. Like The positives are like the Coyotes have a good foundation in place, and it's with the players that we've talked about, and it's also with the coaching and the like general management staff. I will. We'll definitely have a lot of that kind of stuff to talk about as we reach the off-season. Uh, off-season content for Lockdown and Coyotes is going to be packed, everyone. So, be, so, so watch out for that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, though, that's going to be it for this special live episode of Lockdown Coyotes After Dark. As once again, Arizona Coyotes take down the Nashville Predators' final game of the season, final game at Gila River Arena. Final score, five to four. What a game it was. That's going to be it for today's episode. Hope you guys liked what you heard. If you did, don't forget to leave a review. Like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We are available everywhere that you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Coyotes, on Instagram at Coyotes, and on Twitter. At LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Carl Pavlock is Carl Pavlock FFH. Interact with us, ask the question you might have, 
and we might answer them right back around a future episode of the Lockdown Coyotes podcast. And as a reminder to some fans out there, there's there's still time to submit your favorite memories of of Gila River Arena. You can send them as a voice memo or a paragraph or, or a video or whatever you want. Lockdowncoyotes at gmail.com. We'll take and we'll use those for the future episode when we do memories of Lockdown, uh, of Gila River Arena. Anyways, thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe up there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. Ah!